0: so mitch good day everyone my next guest is a woman of many talents she is an accredited health professional with an undergraduate in psychology and a master's in public health she is also the owner of a strength-based facility located on the beautiful sunshine coast known as strength city in addition she is a personal trainer a nutrition coach a health blogger a podcaster a professional speaker and now a published author with the recent release of her debut novel living awake. My next guest has also built two gyms from the ground up. She has positively impacted thousands of lives by inspiring and educating and empowering those, especially mums and dads, to a healthy, strong and full life. She is a mother of two herself and like me, she attended the best school in the entire world, Westwills and High. So without further ado, I would love to introduce the insanely talented Chloe Kingsford. How are you today?
1: Yeah, awesome. Feeling really good.
0: That's good. Uh, Congratulations on the release of your book and How's everything going up there in sunny Queensland? Is everything okay with the storms or?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty intense. This weather's just insane at the moment. It's just crazy. (laughs) But yeah, um, yeah, we've come out unscathed, so.
0: That's good. So I thought today, you know, it's just like all podcasts I do, we'll just Go over like your career in like a timeline sort of sense, you know, the genesis of it, some of the awesome stories you had between now and then, obviously the book as well, and just you know some of the highlights in between. But first, you know, this podcast has two sections. It's about awesome storytelling, which we'll get into. But I was just wondering, Chloe, would you like to join me this week and having a bitchy with Mitchie?
1: <laughs> I'd love to. Where do All I right. start?
0: <laughs> so you know, the idea is everyone everyone's aware that we have a good old wind wine silk about what's ailing us. And do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Or <laughs>
1: You go, you go first. I want to hear yours.
0: <laughs> well, now that I've just moved to a small town from a good old Newcastle, it's a lot smaller here. And, you know, that small town mentality is hard to get into. And drivers out here are absolutely shocking. You've got street <laughs> malls, you've got idiots cutting people off, and it's just, oh, it's nails on a chalkboard visually. Hey, it's horrendous. <laughs> and um, well, I went down to the street just before to get some stuff and, so people get cut off twice and then, you know, me and being me, I was it made me sad. <laughs> and just people people just don't give a shit. Like some Bloke went from lane two to to like park his car in the break, like in the breakdown lane. So he went across two lanes of traffic and it's still took him four goes to white line it up. I was like, fuck are you kidding me, mate? <laughs> and I swear That's it's the
1: reason why we don't have the company name on our car, because like I'll get on the horn and uh Reece is like, no, nah, we can't have that with the company
0: logo. <laughs> I may or may not have yelled, "You're a dickhead, mate." But then, <laughs> then you can see that I'm in a little hander i thirty. Then they just go, "Try again, champion."
1: Yeah. <laughs> but well, I'm yeah. glad you just saw then too. It just gave me permission to, yeah, because that's how I talk. So good.
0: Oh, I'll, honestly, there's F and C bombs dropped here all the time, like, yeah, and nice. you know, in the intro, I, me- I mentioned that you're a former Westie alumni like myself. So, um, so it's know. like, yeah, it's kind of that's like the, the prerequisite. I think that's, that's how you right. graduate Year Twelve. There, you got to learn at least twelve curse words or that failure. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: yeah, like mine for me, it's just just getting into the whole small town mentality and dealing with shit cans on the road and just yeah, just relearning everything. It's been a been a learning curve. What about yourself? What's something that pisses you off?
1: Oh, I think it's more like a pet pet peeve, pet hate, but um, smoking on beaches. Like at the moment, like I'll go down there and you just want a big big um fresh air like fresh breath of salt air and you get a big durry in, in your mouth and it's just it does my head <laughs> in <thing. laughs> um yeah so and they could be a million miles away and i'll still smell it like i'm known in my family to spot a cigarette smoker from like a mile away so that's what does my head in at the moment yeah, yeah. and
0: i'm actually for those of you listening i'm actually a friend of the family's i chloe's cousin josh uh he was episode two and him and i been up to many, many various stories over the years. But yeah, that's the connection here today. So to sort of make mention, shout out to you Josh. And uh, yeah. but yeah, I you're nothing like a, in that fresh seawater air mixed in with a bit of winny blue or red just to get the <laughs> get the hairs just on the back of the next standing. Oh it
1: smells like yeah. life
0: and death at the same time, eh? <laughs> that's right.
1: Yeah. It's um it's very frustrating. So especially as a, an asthmatic and a health fanatic um it just really yeah it gets me going
0: <laughs> that could be the that's that's the like a pretty catchy name for an autobiography or something asthmatic the health phonetic <laughs> that's a catchy horrible. it is a bit i'm sorry that was horrible so yeah like yeah. i agree like for me personally i hate people that do it like the instant they get out of a doorway or like mm. as you said in a place where people congregate if you want to do it that's on you but do it like away from everyone like at my work i just started at, at the mine there's a no-smoking policy, but there's a vaping policy. So there are various places on site where they allow vaping. How
1: does that and work? <laughs> I,
0: I I don't know. I'm not going to get cold. into the, I don't know because they allow it and I just started working there, so I don't want to bag it out, but it's like... Yeah,
1: ugh. it's, it's um, a bit unorthodox, isn't it? And it just comes down to respect at the end of the day. Like, if that's what you want to do, then just go to it somewhere else. Like, it's not that hard to just keep walking. <laughs>
0: Light yeah. up somewhere else It's 10 keep minutes Keep walking away. and keep on
1: going, you pieces <laughs> of shit. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far, but, yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> no, fair enough. Oh, so, yeah, like, I agree. Everyone, if you're listening, just, just be kind, be humble, be a good human, and we'll get through the day. So right. I've, I used to do this section at the end, like, but I feel like it's a good ice-breaking tool to – to get through, and I feel better after a good old whinge wine sook here on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, no, morning. it's true. It's so, definitely,
1: uh, yeah, got rid of my nerves,
0: so. <laughs> sweet. Oh, you're, a, as I mentioned before, you're a podcaster, you know, you're, a, you're you're an online presence with your blogging and your fitness and stuff, which we'll get into shortly. But a question I like to, and obviously the book as well, and, um, you know, we'll go over the, the genesis, what it's about, but a question i like to ask everyone to start things off is, take yourself back to when you were a kid whether you know five six years old whatever what was the first thing you were a fan of whether it's a a cartoon or a series or a movie can you remember the first thing you're a fan of
1: first thing i was a fan of i don't know when i was five or six that that was probably prior to my witchcraft days (laughs) um sports i just i like to move i done soccer and swimming and gymnastics and that was my childhood, a lot of movement, a lot of different um, yeah, sports and activities like that, I guess. Um, yep. I love to do that. And I guess that's shown in my adult life as well. Um, yeah, animals, I loved animals. I love reading about dolphins and um, natural wonders of the world. And I talk a lot about this in my book, how that's the sort of stuff that I frothed on at the time. And then I lost myself along the way and I've kind of found all that stuff again, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, those are the sorts of things, movement, animals, um, geography. <laughs> I sound really boring. <laughs>
0: It's all right. It's, no, it's, it's your story. It's part of who you are. Like I grew up playing a lot of soccer and league and stuff. And I was a fan of like, you know, Chief, remember cheese TV, like all the Pokemon shows and <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. So that, that was mine. But, you know, talking about like moving and fitness, obviously it was the start to building your own empire essentially. So that sort of transitioned to the next question. Like, so your genesis of your career you're in the health industry and you've had multiple hats, in the industry but how did you actually get started and what was the first ever role that you had
1: um so when I graduated university I became like a social worker um actually even winding like winding back before that my parents were like you know you should go to university um you know and I wanted to be a personal trainer I told them that and they're like there's no money in personal training go to university and I was like righto and it was good that I did because I like I'm educated um not that you have to go to university to be educated um, but I learned a lot along the way I met some amazing people. But then after I graduated university, I yeah, became a social worker for a little bit, but then I, um, started studying personal training and I started in the town of Musselbrook. So I packed up shop in Newcastle away from my family, went to Musselbrook, didn't make it at an anytime fitness because the rent they were asking was more than, uh, my client base. I only had two clients and that wasn't going to pay for the rent. So I thought, fuck it, I'll do it on my own. And then I started in a single car garage, which then moved to, we moved to another house that had a single car garage. I outgrew that. And then we um, moved into a warehouse where we established, officially established CrossFit Musclebrook. And um, I was there for three years. And then um, we kept visiting the Sunshine Coast because my husband's parents live up here. And I was like, well, why don't we just live up here? It's paradise. Um, so we sold CrossFit Musclebrook, op- opened up Strength City, and that was nearly seven years ago. So yeah, out. it's been a very, yeah, cool journey.
0: So I, um, I've spent a bit of time up in Musselbrook. I used to live up there, like working in the pits and stuff. And, you know, generally yeah. you think Musselbrook, it's not, you know, it's not the greatest town, but a lot of mining folk and, you know, made it work. So that's awesome to hear. And you just answered one of my next questions is how'd you get started up there and Rick's family's up there. So that's good stuff. But on your journey thus far, like who do you think has been a massive influence on in you both personally and professionally? would you say?
1: Um, I think someone, and I I talk about this in my book as well, is Tony Robbins. Have you? Do you know Tony Robbins?
0: No, can't say I do. He's
1: a big self-help guru. He's like this man mountain um, and he's just so influential. Like we went to his four-day event back when I was pregnant with my firstborn, Um, so like five years ago, five, six years ago, and it was like 16-hour days and there was, I think there was 5,000 people in the place. And we danced together and we walked over hot coals and we cried and it was just such an intense four days that um, before that event, I would actually wake up and see, um, you know, beach house just in, in, um, in white, like on a whiteboard and I'd just wake up and I'd see that. And eventually I rubbed it off. I'm like, this is, this is not going to happen, at least not anytime soon. I went to his event and just something really changed inside and six months later, we moved into our dream beach house. Um, but not only that event, like I've read a lot of his books, done a lot of his other self-help courses. Um, he's just a, a really influential, very passionate man. And, yeah, I think that he's influenced a, a lot of my life.
0: Well, it's good that you can, you know, find someone that you, you know, sort of gravitate towards. And I would assume that if I walked on hot coals, I'd be crying too. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's
1: the part that we didn't cry. The, the
0: I would be. I'm, yeah. such, I'm such a sook. <laughs>
1: It was intense, but you got to wet your feet before you went on the coals. Um, oh, I
0: wouldn't have done the if I was too stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, it was good. It didn't last long. It was, yeah, only a couple of metres that you had to walk for. It was fine.
0: <laughs> no, nah, fair enough. Well, since you know, you just spoke a little bit about, like, how you got started starting your own business. Like, and, you know, for those who might be listening out here who might be inspired to maybe have an idea that they've been putting off, what do you think are some important factors to consider when starting from the ground up on your own?
1: Um, it does come down to a, like experience has got me this far. Like you've got to be in the trenches to know what the next step is and to, to learn along the way. Like when I done my first class like 10 years ago, I, was, I wasn't even nearly as knowledgeable or as confident in front of people back then as I am now. And I'm still learning, I'm still growing. But I think the biggest Factor that you need to have is, what would you call it, um, like grit, de- like self-determination, self-belief maybe, because like, there's been times where there was one Christmas where we couldn't pay for anyone's Christmas presents because we weren't even paying ourselves. Um, there's been questionable times where we didn't know whether Strength City would continue um, because we went from Musclebrook being in the mines and having Reese's wage, which is considerable when you're in the mines, um, and then me doing, running a, a CrossFit gym, we had two big incomes to go to Sunshine Coast where both of us are working in the gym and we're both hustling to, to make a wage. Um, times got really stressful. So I guess it, that'll show your, your true character and whether you will succeed in business or not. Because yeah, there's going to be times where people give you bad reviews or bag you or, you know, shit happens. But it depends on, um, yeah, that headspace and whether you can step up and overcome that and just keep pushing forward if it really truly is something that you want to do and it's your true passion, I think that that's definitely what's got me through. Like I love the community that we've built here and I love, like, I just, I froth on what I do, um, empowering people in general. Um, So I'll, yeah, keep fighting for as long as it takes.
0: (laughs) Well, that's, that's good. You can just, after you were sort of started speaking about that, then your face lit up. Like I get similar when I speak about the podcast, like it's something I'm passionate about and, you know um and i've plenty of other people i've spoken to as well like some of the comedians some of the like when i spoke to turk and jd as well like from scrubs like when i some of the like oscar emmy sorry and some of the emmy award winners i've spoken to from hollywood as well like the one consistent thing that you like that you just said that they said was believing in yourself and just going for it like you know, is it good to have a backup plan? Of course it is. But if it's something that you genuinely want to do, then do it. Like, you know, how often do you come across people that are like, Oh yeah, I've just been putting an awful lot. Why? You were the only person that spends 24 hours a day with you. So if you have something out there, guys do it, you know, like I think, and you know, and obviously it's, it's coming up great guns for you guys and it's worked. So back yourself and do what feels good. I say. That's right.
1: And it's not just for your career. Like, um, health fitness nutrition like i yeah fully believe that we have this one life and you know it is too short to be at war with ourselves or to not be yeah grabbing it by the balls and doing it what the fuck lights us up you know like to wake up another day is is massive you know because i've had a lot of people around me who have not had that opportunity um and it it just puts things into perspective that if we've got able bodies And we've got a mind that works, um, then we should be running towards whatever it is that lights us up and um, being as healthy and fit and and strong and capable as we possibly can. Um, And it saddens me to kind of look around and see the current state of the world, whether it be um, people struggling with health issues or the planet suffering because of the the war on plastic um, or, yeah, like all that sort of stuff. Like I just feel like grabbing people and shaking them. But all you can do um, is lead by example. Because if people see you doing what lights you up, then that kind of gives them permission to do the same. They're like, well, fuck, she's doing it. And I make an effort to not just post about the roses. I post about the shit times as well. I post about motherhood and my struggles. And um, and I talk about it a lot in the book, body image, comparisonitis, um, You've not only yeah. We're not here just to ride the the glorious waves. We're here to be in the trenches as well, and that's what makes those waves so special. I guess is navigating our way through those trenches. So
0: yeah, for sure. That I hundred and ten percent agree with you. Like I started powerlifting about two years ago, and and I enjoy the hell out of it. Like I'm I'm the I'm the biggest I've been, but I'm not the fattest. And like between that, the podcast, like I just got this this swagger about me now, where I'm starting to back. I'm back on myself and. (laughs) Um, and it's just like I'm shaking this booty like an absolute dickhead but I don't care like I'm having fun doing it hey eh? and-, and if
1: you as fuck like and that's the thing that I'm trying to get through to women as well like you don't like if, if people come to me for nutrition um I can get them lean if they want to get lean and step up on stage but I try to break down the the diet mentality the yo-yoing the like I just try and fuel people for performance get them into the gym, get them lifting heavy ass weights, because that will shape your body as well. Not endless amounts of cardio, but actually lifting decent weights. Um, and like, yeah, you were saying before, like I'm the heaviest I've ever been, but I'm, yeah, I'm not carrying a lot of body fat. Like I'm for 30, nearly 34 years, 34 years of age this year. And I'm the strongest I have ever been. And it feels fucking good to be strong.
0: Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you haven't heard this yet, but I've done an absolutely, I've recorded an amazing introduction. Um, so, you know, as as mentioned, you're a, you're a woman of many talents. You're a public speaker. You're a podcaster. You're a blogger. You're obviously you're now an author. So that's an an impressive list of bona fides so far. But I just wanted to ask you, like, how did you get into public speaking, and what's some of the awesome campaigns you've been able to work on so far?
1: Um, I guess me showing up in my businesses, so um. You know, being a very active owner at Strength City, me putting myself out there on social media consistently, me speaking my truth um, and being authentic, I think that that's just opened up doors for me. Um, and people have then asked me to, um, yeah, speak at different events. So I've, um, I've been featured in the Sunshine Coast Daily. I've done like a global maternal um, awakening conference, which was like I'd done a yoga session um, and that was during the, the 2020 lockdowns as well. Um, I've, like a bit of women's empowerment. Um, I'm an ambassador for DK Active as well. So that kind of just opened up with my um, environmental and sustainability spin that I talk about. Uh, Steps Charity. So I talk to a lot of um, institutions up here for um, people with intellectual disabilities. So um, basically the conversation we had before, like whatever you want to do in life, um, like it's yours for the taking, but I also delve into like the self-care aspect, like you've got to look after yourself. Um, and, and nurture yourself so you can kind of, yeah, back yourself into those sorts of opportunities. Um, and then just, yeah, various retreats, yoga retreat, retreats, um, like women's empowering retreats and all that sort of stuff. But I think it just started with me just putting myself out there.
0: Uh, fair enough. I guess, and the most important question I can ask you today is, with all that stuff going on, being a mum and a family person as well, like how the hell do you find all the time to do all this stuff? <laughs> wow. I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like I I thrive on being like busy. And I want to say busy because I feel like we wear that as a badge of honor these days. Um, But I think I'm just passionate about all the things that I do and I make time for them. I make time for my health and my nutrition. I make time for my family. I have strong boundaries. I talk about this in the book as well. Um, And I'm up at 4.30 most mornings. My husband alarm goes off. He takes most of the sessions here. Um, so I'm up on the laptop when the kids go down, um, to sleep at seven o'clock at night, I'm on the laptop. I just, any chance I can, um, I'm building my empire. Yeah.
0: There you go. I love that. You said that I make the time because that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, procrastination is one thing, but I'll reinforce, as we said in a minute ago, like if there's something that you want to do, you do it. Like me personally, I've just started a new roster where it's seven days on seven days off. So it allows you know me to do stuff on my week off. And I've just started at a radio station out here presenting, um, thinking about going back to school, learning some skills. I do this when I can and just yeah. trying to be active as well. So um, doing the pod when I can and we'll get to your book shortly. I just got one other question or one or two questions to ask you before we do. Yeah. So I mentioned before, you're a podcaster. Podcast mm-hmm. is called The Nourish Life. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the podcast and um, what was the genesis behind it, and how has it been received? And yeah, can you tell us about the nourished life?
1: Yeah, I can. It's um, it is something that I haven't prioritised <laughs> because I have been um busy with so many other things. But I wanted to just start it and um, basically to empower women and men uh, with the tools to become more self-aware, so they can make more informed choices about their health and well-being, and in turn. Uh, the health and well-being of the planet. So it is kind of like a dual mission. I want to empower women because um, I feel like they're they're massive change makers. They have the pull in the household when it comes to uh, what the family eats and all that sort of stuff. and um, I want to empower them to then make those changes so they can um, expand that change outwards into the environment and have a look at food wastage and the impact that's having on the environment, um, the war on plastic, all that sort of stuff. So it's just basically me having a chat. Um, well, I I do go in rants and tangents and stuff like that, um, but I have interviewed two or three of my nutrition clients as well. Um, so they've just been yeah a few guest speakers, but it's um yeah it hasn't been too much more than than just a rant and a and a quick interview.
0: <laughs> as all good podcasters do, we could teach geometry because there's tangents everywhere. So I think that you know <laughs> with when it comes to making content, one thing I've found is. I've spoken to an eclectic range of people, like, as I said, from comedians to radio hosts to people that have been involved in people smuggling and arranged marriages and stuff in Africa. Like it's, you know, sometimes a good tangent is where the conversation needs to go. And if people Mm. can find some relatability in that, then as a, as an entertainer, as a creative, that's, I think that's our job done. And if people like to subscribe and listen to the message that we're trying to get out there, then man, power to them. Like, so you know power to you because like you've ticked off many creative boxes like you know you're a blogger as well and we'll make sure that at the end we'll promote your pod uh, your um your, your website and all your socials and talk about that soon but you know to hear you eloquently speak about some of the achievements that you've had in your life thus far in your young 33 years of life so far like it's it's inspiring to me and um you know I'm sure many people out there who have who know you Professionally, personally, whatever the case may be, I think you should be very proud of what you've achieved so far going forward because what you've done in the last five to six years, a lot of people wouldn't be able to do in 20. So, power to you. Like, I think you're doing extremely well, and I think you should be very proud. And um, that's okay. And so, you've spoken very, very passionately about your book. So congratulations on the release of it, Living Awake is the title. And um, so I just wanted to ask you, like, how did you get started? What was the, and what was the inspiration to go, you know what, I'm going to write a book and what was the thought process of getting started about it?
1: Well, I mean, I could talk about like all the things, like I can talk about all the things that kind of um, made me write the book, but getting started was a simple conversation with someone who'd already published a book Um, And she's like, you should, because there's different ways you can publish a book. There's self-published, there's assisted published. And then there's um, like through like, you know, Hay House or like a big publishing house. And I went through the middle one. I went with assisted publishing. So I got a writing mentorship. I got a marketing mentorship. I paid for them to proofread, to edit, um, to do the whole hog basically. Um, So it was, yeah, as simple as um, having a conversation and then backing myself and, and going for it. But with regards to the... I guess what kind of built me along the way to to write a book is i guess about and this was in my speech the other night at, at the launch party but about 10 years ago after i just opened up crossfit muscle Brook, i had a goal setting session with one of the um, members and i asked her what her goals were and quite bluntly and without hesitation she replied i want to get fit but i don't want to look like you and over the years i have battled with the wow. image yeah snap <laughs> Um, but yeah, she was she was you know fine in saying that, and I can't really remember what I said back. But you know, I've, I've battled with body image and comparisonitis and fear of judgment, especially as a personal trainer. But I got to the point where like enough was enough, and I realised that you can be the ripest, most juiciest piece of peach in the world, but there is still someone who's going to hate peaches. And so with that, I just started doing what the F lit me up, and I haven't looked back. And every time. I am my authentic self and I speak my truth and I follow my passions and I'm fearful, but I jump anyways. And I wear my baggy crutch pants with my crop tops instead of a dress. Like I'm sending a powerful message, not only to my kids, but the women around me. And, and by shining my light, I I give them permission to, and the courage to do the same. And that kind of that experience, I guess, was a big, a big push to write the book, even though that was like 10 years ago. Um, But I mean, some of the other things that have really spurred me on in the last um, five years, I guess, was women coming into my gym, seeing them so unhappy with themselves and living a life that lacked fullness and energy and intimacy and self-love. And on a daily basis, I would hear the words, yuck, fat, horrible, disgusting, hate, gross, just come out of their mouths without hesitation. And to be honest, back in the day, I would I would use those words, too. And. It was getting a bottle of essential oil and I started to question as a consumer um, what is actually in the things that that we are applying and inhaling and eating and reducing the amount of toxins in my life and as a result, drastically reducing my own asthma and helping other people overcome uh, health conditions along the way. And it was creating courses and seeing women craving support and connection, but also witnessing the collective heartbreak that came with not enoughness and comparison and lack of self acceptance and there was also this collective desire to want more and be more and it was studying nutrition and educating myself on what is actually in the foods that we eat as well as the devastating impact that the food industry is having not only on ourselves but the animals and the planet and I guess lastly it was exposing myself to to documentaries because ignorance isn't bliss. I started watching animals that were suffering due to Poor farming practices and mother nature screaming out for help due to deforestation and bushfires and birds consuming so much plastic that they die, and the 1.6 million square kilometers of garbage that sits in the Pacific Ocean. Like, those are the things, I guess, <laughs> in a roundabout way that kind of drove me to passionately write this book.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Like, and I'll break that down unscripted question. We'll talk about like the plastics and stuff shortly. I've seen Sea Spiracy and like it gives insight as to how bad like how well, firstly how bad fit like commercial fishing can be and the effects of plastic in the environment but to hear like, as a man like to hear all that um, women going through that negative like thought process and you know how they're very hard on themselves like to me that that breaks my heart because I hate to see anyone uh, go through something that hard and be hard on themselves do you think off-topic question do you think that the standards on today's society like the stereotypical you know what the ideal woman should be do you think that I say that quote unquote just because of making an example do you think that's because of the way society portrays what our traditional gender role should be or what do you think is the reasoning behind why women are seemingly so hard on themselves does that make sense
1: yeah like I think that um we live in the highlight reels of Instagram these days everywhere we look we've got these women that like are filtered and um i don't know yeah i guess the the pressure from society to look a certain way and like i see so many women with their tits done and their eyebrows tattooed and lashes and tans and, and hair extensions and i'm thinking Fuck, that must be such hard work to maintain um but yeah i think it's just trying to look the part and you know what i think it is as well is so yes there's this societal aspect of it pressures past conditioning parents school but i also think that inside they're not connected to their true self they don't know how to manage what's going on inside they don't feel like they're accepted so they've got a bit of inner work to do i feel because some of the girls that i see like some of them just look broken even though they look glamorous they just they're not fitting the part like they'll still be like introverted and feel like they're going through things but outwards they're they're the picture kind of thing so i think that it's a two part yeah there's these social pressures but there's also a lot of inner work that they don't feel worthy enough to not have extensions to not have their boobs on like all that sort of stuff
0: and that sucks yeah. like I've uh, I've even spoken to a guy by the name of Jack Kemmer and he's a um an American guy who's fighting for men to stand up and start speaking like you know both genders or even in the trans community I'm sure that there are these negative connotations that the people as an individual, they're hard about things. So like some of the examples you gave is like a woman can be hard based on how she looks or, you know, all that sort of thing. And for men, like one example I can speak of is that we don't speak up enough traditionally about mental health and things like this. And if you look, you know, in as the health as a word, holistically, it means more than just the physical, it's the mental, it's the emotional, it's the spiritual as well. So you know, yep. any, anyone out there who might be going through any sort of issues, and no matter your gender, no matter your walk of life, no matter where you come from, it's okay to speak up. Like we're not meant to go through life as an individual, like we're a human race, we're a collective. So, and there are resources out there to help you in whatever shape or form you might need. So, you know, people like Chloe, who are kind enough to put themselves out there in the stratosphere and offer help in the form of training, mentorship a book, podcasting, whatever it might be. Um, so if you're out there, even if you're just one person listening to this saying, I'm taking something from this, then use the resources that's available. We live in a time where everything's accessible at our fingertips. So, yeah, I don't know. I just yep. thought I, I thought I should say that because I'm a I'm an advocate for mental health and I've had in the past, like I've had struggles with breakups and um, like I've needed counselling and and stuff like that. So, yeah, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, and I think the stigma of, um, you, you know, counselling and
1: all that sort of stuff, like you know you congratulate someone from going to the gym but as soon as someone has therapy or counseling there's a stigma attached well you're doing something for your physical health why can't you do something for your mental health as well it just doesn't make sense
0: well said well said and you know yeah. they teach you they kind of like i guess they're kind of like the personal trainers of the mind aren't they they can teach yeah. you techniques like i learned a technique of how to uh, question my thought process so you know my thought process would be to feel guilty even though i didn't do something and after a few sessions, I learned to challenge my thoughts. It's like, What evidence is there to state that I'm guilty for this? Is it fact? Is it fiction? And over time, yeah. you, you learn. And just like strengthening your arms or your legs, you get better at it. So, yeah, right. I, th- this is this is real talk here. Two Westy yeah. High alumni just absolutely snacking out of the park. I love, love it. it. Um, I want to mention
1: as well. Um, yeah, go for it. Hurt, hurt people hurt people. So it's easy to be taken back or offended by what something someone has said, like that girl about, I don't want to look like you. Like when you really are in control of your thoughts and your mental talk, you just, you need to think for a second that person's hurting in herself. It's not a reflection of me kind of thing. So some people can just kind of say things, but yeah, as long as you don't take that on as fact, it's just, you kind of got to reflect back, well, if that was really nasty, then like what are they feeling what are they going through they must be hurting themselves for them to say something so hurtful to me um so it kind of takes the situation off me not not that it's not accepting responsibility but it's not your responsibility of what someone else says about you so i think right. having an awareness around that as well
0: it's you know and for someone who has i assume never met you or doesn't know you that well to come out and say i don't want to look like you for one for starters to me that screams self-consciousness that screams you know everyone else is a, is it is it is it fault? I'm the victim here. No matter the mentality, I've got plenty of people in my life who could go up and kick someone square like in the head repeatedly. And they'd still blame like a bad wind or something. Like it's just, it's never their fault. And some people that can't take ownership, like that's what I, that's what uh, people like I get concerned about. it's like, well, hang on. Like you could scream to your blue in the face and still think we're wrong, even though a medical professional is telling you. And I just think ignorance isn't bliss. It truly isn't. And you know, 110%, like, agree with you wholeheartedly. Sorry, we just talked about tangents. Wow. No, yeah, no, it's,
1: it's needed. It's needed to be <laughs> said, you know, yeah.
0: So you spoke to us about the genesis of the book. But can you tell us, you told us in snippets, can you tell us what it's about and sort of what are some of the highlights and what are some of the uh, things you your hoping readers can take away from the project?
1: Yeah, so um, like I kind of talked about with the podcast, it's about giving, empowering women with the tools, like practical tools to become more self-aware so that they can make more informed choices about their health and well-being and then in turn the health and well-being of the planet. So living awake is basically your permission split to step out unapologetic and unashamed ready to live a full empowered and conscious life and it will show you how to be reunited with the you that you sometimes don't allow yourself to be, Um, the you that is that is wide-eyed and ready to make an impact and you know, not only on the quality and health of your life, but the quality of the planet. So I basically take people through, um, you you learn a lot about me and my life. I find that it's very helpful to not sit on a soapbox, but actually go down in the trenches with people and tell people, well, this is what I'm talking about. And here's an experience from my life that relates to that. Um, So I I break the book up into four sections. So Awake, and that's where we... So awake is where we delve into that self-awareness. We, we break down any limiting beliefs that we have. We um, expose and question our beliefs. We unpack, um, you know, past conditioning and things that have been holding us back and we start to address those things. I talk about um, authenticity and self-acceptance, um, loving yourself and surrendering. So it's a, a lot of emotional healing because I feel that like that's where we need to start. And then once we kind of unpack some of that heavy stuff, I move into the next uh, stage, which is um, expand. So in expand, I talk about uh, the seven life areas um, that we can address um, because, you know, I feel that a lot of people kind of just think about their career or their health, but it's so much more than that relationships. Um, And then I talk about you being in the driver's seat. So designing your own life. I talk about values and how you can come up with your values if you don't already know what they are. Asking for and receiving for help, which is a big one for women, Um, personal development and uncovering your unique abilities, clear communication and boundaries and a flexible routine. So once we kind of delve into thinking big and setting up structures that allow us to expand, I then delve into the next stage, which, which is nourish. And I feel like once we've done all that sort of work, we are in the position to start taking care of ourselves. We have a bit more of awareness of this is what I need in order to thrive. So I talk about um, movement as a form of self-care, um, nutrition as a form of self-respect. Uh, I talk about essential oils, journaling, vision boards, yoga, sleep, um, all that sort of stuff. So all those nourishing things that just make us feel really good about ourselves. And then from that place, once we've done the inner work where we're, we're got a lot of self-care going on We're nourishing ourselves that's when we're in the position to consciously think about making an impact and that's the final stage i talk about consumerism consumerism simplifying your life food wastage meat consumption um i'm not a vegetarian by the way but i have a lot of thoughts on the impact of the meat industry um what's actually in our foods a life without plastic so i really delve into the um The environmental sustainability stuff that's going on in our world at the moment, and how just little things that you can do at home can make a big difference.
0: I'm going to sign up for a copy after that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's um it sounds like you know health holistically the environment, and it's those little little things that we don't stop to actually go. Well, hang on. Well, in this 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 can you know, actually sleep is important, and so it sounds like it's going to get people just thinking in their own heads. It's like, oh, hang on. Well, maybe. Maybe this, maybe that, and it sounds like oh, yeah. it's it's oh, going to answer it. answer a lot of the questions. And you know, as mentioned in the in title, you are a an accredited health professional, and uh, yeah. so it's obviously a legit source of uh, of knowledge, Revolution. ladies and gentlemen. So, like, um, but yeah, like it sounds like it's going to be an absolute hit because one hundred and ten percent of all that stuff is is every is something that everything everyone has to relate to, like our health, like empowering. Um, you know, I, I heard the heard the expression when I was just after I went through a bad breakup and uh, the counselor, she said, so what, you know, what's something that you want to achieve? And I said, I'd like to get healthy and put myself back out there. She goes, well, hang on before we do that. She said, well, how can anyone be happy in you unless you're not happy in yourself? So she, she got me questioning my inner thought in my inner monologue and go, and it sounds like that's the vibe I got from what you just said as well. It's like, it gets you thinking, it gets you starting to actively participate in areas that you generally wouldn't. So, you know, yeah, I think that then the way that you've broken the book up like in the sections that it is it make it easily digestible bites that you could take your time
1: it uh, is, yeah. think
0: it, yeah and like yeah it sounds like an absolute hit so I think
1: yeah and like- after section as well so after every um so there's four four stages there's seven chapters there're only like four pages per chapter and after every chapter I've got a list of self-inquiring questions. So it's not like you just read the book and then you have to come up with the suitable questions yourself. Like I'll actually ask you, am I happy with how I've shown up in the last six to 12 months? Could I have shown up any, any differently? If so, how? So I give thought provoking questions after every single chapter to cut, because it's not about just reading a book. Anyone can read a book. Um, it's about taking action and actually doing the work um, that's going to make a difference.
0: See that ladies and gentlemen, that is how you get shit done. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, congratulations. Like, you're absolutely all over it. And it's no small feat to write a book, and it's no small feat to, 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 you've got a, a public presence about You're a speaker, you're a podcaster, you're a, a trainer, you're a mum, you're a wife, you're, you're many things. And to put published author on that list of impressive bona fides, I'm doing the, the, the golf clap round of applause. That's awesome. <laughs> and if, um, so we'll, we'll plug, uh, shortly, where people can get in touch and order the book, but we'll start closing up shortly. And if there was some words of like, if if you if you could say something to your potential audience, or if there's some words of advice that you could give to someone who might be interested in bettering themselves, what could you say in addition to the book, of course?
1: Where do I start? There's so much. Um, where do I start? You just my overarching mission. It's not nutrition. It's not sustainability. My overarching women is for women in particular, but for people to say yes to themselves. That is my goal. I wake up and I, I ask myself, how can I get someone to say yes to themselves today? Whether that be through nutrition, through movement, through journaling, through meditation, through setting boundaries, through whatever it is. Um, so you've just, and easier said than done, but it's, you've just got to start saying yes to yourself. You know, breaking down those, those limiting beliefs that you've carried for so long, asking yourself the question, like, Are they serving me? Like, how have they held me back? How have they made me live my life up until now? And deciding, like, enough is enough. Like, a quote that I love is, if not now, when? If I don't do it now, when the bloody hell am I going to do it? Because, like we were saying before, life is too short and we live this one life and it is too Precious to just let life slip you by and not doing what lights you up and not having that intimacy and connection in your relationships and being healthy as fucking seeing what your body can do it to, can do and so yeah just where can I say yes to myself today I guess is a good place to start <laughs> yeah
0: good stuff and like you know that saying yes to yourself as Chloe puts it like I started going oh hang on I like I want to start weightlifting so I started like as two years ago just well I started just as we went into lockdown it was it sucked but to get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm going to go for a new PB today. So I'm up to about, I want to deadlift 200 kilos and close. I haven't broken it yet, yeah. but yep. getting there, i cracked the 190 mark last week. And so I just, I want to say, yes, I want to beat this thing and keep yep. going. But, you know, and that release, you know, those endorphins, you know, that dopamine hit, um, you know, to feel good. Like I, it's, it's something that you can easily become addicted to and that's, Personally, for me, it, it helps keep my me sane because if I don't train or if I don't do this, then if it's all work and nothing else, I go into a shame. I go into a sad like spiral, and I I don't like I don't like feeling that way. So I'm going to say yes to feeling positive. I'm that's going to right. be a, you know a positive Mitch, and I'm going to be the best version I can.
1: And that's literally just, just put up a quote this morning, like a post this morning, saying like when I don't try train everything else falls to shit my parenting my relationships my career I don't show up as I normally would if I don't and I use this analogy in the book all the time like when we're on an airplane in the event of of an emergency um, and the oxygen masks drop down they say you need to fit your own oxygen mask on first before assisting other people because how can we be the best parents wives you know insert whatever if we're not fitting our own oxygen mask on first so I 100% believe that for mental health, physical health, we need to show up and say yes to ourselves consistently for us to live the lives that we want to live. So There you go.
0: There you go. That's, that's actually not a bad metaphor. I'm going to start using that. Um, yeah. So I think overall today, like I'm convinced I'm going to order a copy this afternoon <laughs> and after I read it, I'm going to give it to my mum or my auntie or someone. Um, but if people want to find you, order copies themselves, how can they get in contact with you or the podcast? So can you, don't worry, guys, I'll include a list below, but where can people yep. find your work? So
1: I'm yeah normally on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I've got um, a Facebook page, just Chloe Kingsford, soon to be Chloe Kingsford official. Um, my website, www.chloekingsford.com.au and you'll find some like downloadable goodies on there, my podcast, my blog, as well as um, the link to By Living Awake. Um, I just realised yesterday that I'm on Booktopia and Amazon as well. So um, if it's not my website, then there it's you on go. there. Look yeah, at that! Yeah, it was a, like shitting myself type moment. <laughs> but um yeah, that's where you can find
0: me. Yeah, awesome. Well, I after when I interview people like this, like just to hear the stories, um, it inspires me to keep going. Like, and to hear you know someone achieving so many great things, you know, in in short amount of time, it it makes me want to keep going. So as I said before, kudos to you, Chloe. You're absolutely killing it. Um, congratulations on the book and all that you achieved so far. And to everyone out there, go and buy a copy and. Um, have a good day everyone. And yeah, I just want to say thanks for coming on Chloe. And I look forward to seeing your progress on the socials and stuff.
1: No, thanks so much, Mitch. It was awesome.
0: No worries. Everyone have a, have a nice day today and we'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.